Hello, fans of speed, and welcome to the All That Speed podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Miria, and today I will be talking about the 2022 Belgian Grand Prix. This was definitely very eventful, so I'm like very excited to get into it because of all the various things that happened. So let's go. We went from not having a race last year due to the weather to having an amazing race that literally had us in the edge of our seats. This is what we all wanted, a race that us the fans really deserved after literally being robbed of a race last year because of the moody sky and the raindrops that were falling. So basically, we saw a lot of things and first I want to talk about the team of the weekend which is Red Bull. Mats Verstappen had a great penalty for Sunday's race and started P15. Despite the penalty, one-time world champion managed to go up to the top step of the podium. He finished P1, that is right, he went from P15 to P1, winning once again. This is just really surprising, but at the same time it's not, because thanks to Mats' talent and Red Bull's greatest strategy and car, this was possible, you know? Also, I just want to clarify that a lot of people were stating that Carlos Sainz was actually the pullman for Saturday, but this is definitely wrong, because Mats did the best time of the session, and so he earned Pirelli's pole position award, Hence, he was the pole man, but just couldn't start first on Sunday because of the unit changes making a penalty. Checo Perez started the race P2 and finished P2, definitely showing everyone that he is worthy of the Red Bull seat because the races before summer break, especially the last two ones, were really difficult for Checo. And I mean, of course, we have to consider that a lot of things were going on, and now Checo is just really pushing it and he is doing amazing things now and I feel like he is going to end up the season in a way better place than he is. So now let's talk about Ferrari. I feel like lately we've been talking about Ferrari a lot because they made a lot of mistakes. You know, I would love to speak about Ferrari and how amazing they're doing and how Leclerc is the leader of the driver's championship, but no. That is not possible because they really are not doing anything to ensure that he is P1 in the championship and that they are P1 in the Constructors' Championship. Poor Charles had many issues during the Grand Prix. His tires were very degraded. Someone's visor tear off damaged his car and to put the cherry on top, the really bad cherry on top, he also had a great penalty and started P16. In the end, he finished P5, but a 5-second penalty for speeding up in the pit lane dropped him down to P6. Carlos Sainz was at advantage, but his tires corrupted a second win for him and the team. Now, let's move on to McLaurin. Lennon Norris also had a great penalty and he started P18. During the first half of the race, he was able to go up and get in the points, but his fellow drivers overtook him and also... He had a decent, actually not the best, pit stop and Daniel Ricciardo, the man of the moment. He is always the man of the moment for me, but right now, people are just going all mean girls on him and speaking about him, whether it's good, whether it's bad, saying how awful of a driver he is, how his strategy is so bad. 
Like, why would you leave McLaurin? Why would you do this? Why, why would you think outside of the bots and try to salvage your career? Well, that's just how the world is, isn't it? So, Daniel Ricciardo, our lovely Daniel Ricciardo, did not have a great penalty, but he couldn't score any points. He started P7, and Ricciardo actually dropped down and finished P15. This result drove Alpine to have a bigger difference in the Constructors' Championship. Basically, McLaurin's defeat was Alpine's great upbringing. You know, right now, it's obviously going to be very difficult for McLaurin to regain P4 in the Constructors' Championship because before the race, Alpine was 99 points and McLaurin 95. That was a really small points difference and now Alpine is at 115 points and McLaurin are still at 95. This is now a 20 points difference that might be difficult because McLaurin's car hasn't been really good this year. Like, last year they had an incredible car. They were literally outperforming Ferrari, dude. Like, actually outperforming Ferrari, who had been world champions a lot of times. So, if the car doesn't get better, maybe the results will not get better. Speaking about Alpine, Stefan Ocon had a great race on Sunday. Well, he sadly qualified P17 and gracefully went up to P7. Fernando Alonso, also one of the people that is being talked about right now. And honestly, I do not think it's for a good reason. But, you know, so these drivers, you know, they have a lot of adrenaline, a lot of things going on in the moment when things happen. And maybe Fernando didn't premeditate the backlash that he would get from his comment about Lewis Hamilton, which I will get into a little later. So, Fernando actually started in the front row for the second time this season. He had started P2 in Silverstone, and now he started P3, but finished P5. Part of the reason why he couldn't finish on the podium was because he was actually involved in a collision with Lewis Hamilton. So, Fernando's ready message was shocking, and I was definitely wide-eyed and surprised. So, we heard open quote, what an idiot, end quote. I immediately felt so curious of what he was going to say next. Again, open quote. Closing the door from the outside. I mean, we had a mega start, but this guy only knows how to drive and start in first. End quote. When trying to overtake Alonso, Hamilton didn't leave enough space. And a collision caused him to go up into the air. And he was almost really close to flipping upside down. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Lewis took the full blame and said, open quote, I thought that I left n- enough room and I didn't, so it's my fault, end quote. But he hadn't heard what Fernando said, so he was really chill, he took the blame and all of those things. And then, obviously, we know that this caused a DNF to Lewis due to damage in the car. His teammate, George Russell, started P5. During the race, he was P3 for a little while, but a podium was impossible, so he finished P4. On Friday, Russell seemed to be very hopeful and optimistic about Mercedes's performance and said, open quote, We are in a good position now where we can probably fight for second in the Constructors' Championship. Moving swiftly on to Williams. Williams collected some great memories this weekend as Alex Albon got into Q3 for the second time this season again and he classified P6. Ahead of Ricciardo, actually. He finished the race with a point in P10, and his teammate Nicolas Satifi qualified P11 and finished the race P18. 
Alfa Romeo. Let's talk about Alfa Romeo. Sunday was supposed to be a special day for Valtteri, who was turning 33. But this actually ended up in a bittersweet Sunday, definitely more bitter than sweet, because he ended up having a DNF, but he was very still optimistic about it, and he said, open quote, Sunday. No ideal, I, although I do love gravel, had to avoid a collision in the early laps in Gap Beach. Try again next week, end quote. He definitely seemed to be really fed up with all of the things that happened in that race and the fact that he was also involved in them, but he still maintained a positive attitude, so props to him for that. His teammate Zhu Guanyu qualified P19 and finished the race P14. Joe has shown that he is there to stay with a lot of effort and I'm excited to see how his future is going to look. Alphatari. Alphatari have shown a bit of growth with Pierre Gasly qualifying P8 and finishing P9. Yuki Tsunoda had qualified P13 but had to start from the pit lane later due to a power unit change without the approval of the FIA. Ashton Martin. Ashton Martin have also shown growth. Sebastian Vettel, who is actually a races away from retiring from the... I can't even say it, guys. Sebastian Vettel is five races away. Five races away. See, I am crazy. I just don't... Sebastian Vettel is eight races away from retiring from Formula One. I know that it's sad to hear, but it had to happen, you know? Legends stay in our hearts. So Seb actually scored points on Sunday with a great PA finish and a quality of P10. He outperformed his teammate Lance Stroll, who actually had qualified P9, and he was also showing a lot more pace on Friday and Saturday, but Stroll just didn't show it on Sunday, so, you know, Seb just took the points. Now let's talk about Haas. So Haas did not have an ideal weekend. None of the drivers score points, and it's honestly very sad, especially after having great races before the literal summer break. I think summer break has changed a lot. You cannot change my mind. So Mick qualified P20, which is definitely not a good place to be, especially when almost all the cars in front of you are people who are penalized, and not doing a good time may means that you will go to the very, very, very back of the grid. Kevin qualified P12, but you know, then the performance was not as he expected, and sadly, none of them score points, so maybe things will change, and especially because the first race after summer break, some teams are just testing out a lot of things that we might not even see again, to be honest. We already kind of saw that in Mercedes, when Toto Wolf and Lewis Hamilton and George Russell talked about something, a part of the car that had been replaced, but that they were planning to take it out because it just was not working. Now it's time to get a little personal about the race. So my opinions on the race. Okay, so... The Fernando and Lewis accident was so much and not necessarily because of the impact but about the things Alonso said and how Hamilton responded to them. So Hamilton said after he heard the radio message because in the post-race interview he did not, well, like he didn't know that Fernando had literally said that. So basically this is actually the point where Lewis hears the message and whatever goes through his head is this, open quote. 
I don't really have a response to it. I know how things feel in the heat of the moment, but it's nice to know how he feels about me. It's better that it's out in the open how he feels. And like I said, it wasn't intentional and I take responsibility for it. That's what adults do, end quote. Hamilton obviously is still taking responsibility because he's very mature, to be honest. And, you know, of course a driver is not going to feel good when something like this is said about them. I'm sure Fernando wouldn't like to hear that people are saying that he doesn't know how to drive and he only knows how to drive when he is in a position in the front. But, you know, this is giving me some, like, middle school and elementary school vibes. So, it's actually... This is how we Formula 1 fans live every day when all these unexpected things happening around. It's just uh, it's just really funny to be honest. So, one of my hot takes, which might not even be a hot take. It might just be a true statement with 100% truth and a lot more truth. Ferrari need to step up their game. And yes, I am saying that with a period in between. Because the pause is really important for people to understand that Ferrari need to step out their game. They keep messing up Leclerc's races and even Science's races. It's honestly infuriating and I always feel bad for them when I hear radio messages. All that is visible is frustration and anger. And if Ferrari really want to be at the top again, like they were before, like they were like at the beginning of the season, then they really need to change things. And this is not working, especially with Mattia Binotto just speaking about how Ferrari doesn't need to change anything, how his strategy is nice, how nothing is failing them. And this is just really immature to me, no offense to anyone. But if you can't recognize your failure, then uh, I don't think that's going to work because, you know, we are in a point in formula one that nothing can go wrong if they really want to really finish in the top they need to change a lot of things in the next seven races because they definitely didn't change anything for spa